You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friday's edition of the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop here on the BGE Podcast. My name is Chris Peltz. I'm the host for this ride of season three as we get into our woodworking Friday editions. I'm excited to get you caught up on what's been happening and some new projects that we have going on, some new tools that uh, we've been testing out so we'll be getting into that today as well oh man tell you what you know getting season three started um the the break was nice all you know from the podcast but it it was busy and uh just to give you guys a heads up the dining table is done it is done. It is in the house. We've been eating at the dining table. It's been awesome. Love it. Absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, just to get folks kind of caught up on the dining table work that we've been doing, um, you know, we, I, and I'd have to go back and listen. I, I'm, I'm, we had the top together, the breadboard ends were on. And it was really just a matter of getting the base. Well, we got the base figured out. Um, I had a friend come over. We helped me flip the table top upside down. And what we did is I took the offcuts. Remember, we had four slabs all with live edges, and we had to cut off some of those live edges to get the, the main table top together and glued up. Well, those live edges that we cut off actually took and uh, planed those down just a little bit, keeping that live edge, and used that for the skirt around the bottom of the table. And it turned out really nice. I mean, it, it really, it, it just kind of, it just fits, you know, what the table's all about, right? We've got the live edge going all around the table to begin with. The skirt, uh, you know, has the live edge, um, you know, kind of facing the floor, which it, it's it's unique. It, it's it just really cool, really fits. Um, and then I did the trestle base, and so um, I took a couple of pieces uh, that uh, a friend of mine, where I get my lumber from, my wood from, anyway, up uh, north of Springfield. Uh, he had a huge slab of walnut that was cut off one end, but it had just it was just really nice, solid, almost two and a half inches thick, and really wide. Uh, you know, we're talking like thirty inches wide. I mean, it was just a massive slab. So I finally got it broke down, and uh, created these. You know, had these two and a half inch thick, solid walnut. 
um, you know, uh, that I cut down to about uh, 28 and a half inches long. And so, um, you know, though, and I get two of those and they're about 10 and a half inches wide. And so each of those is going to be the, uh, the main base um, for the tabletop. And then what I did is I, I took and I made, um, a, a, I took a 30 inch wide, inch and a half thick once I planed it down. Uh, and then I cut a 45 on each, each end to make feet. So um, there's a, uh, a solid piece that I had to, uh, man, I don't know all these terms. I'm, I'm learning this stuff as I go. Oh, man. Uh, but uh, I guess rabbited the bottom of those legs um, about five inches from the base all the way up. So, you know, cut a big, huge five-inch rabbit about uh, three-quarters of an inch uh, deep. And the feet kind of set in that, and they go across uh, at the bottom, across the leg, and then they 45-degree down on each side. Um and then on the inside of those legs, I, I did a dado and run a uh, one inch thick, um, seven, I guess once I planed it down, about seven eighths inch uh, thick board, uh, creating like a shelf under the table from one uh, leg to the other, you know, which created the trestle. Um, I did a little bit of bracing up underneath the table where the, uh, the two legs meet the tabletop. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, um, I got it done, got it uh, glued up, and then uh, what I did, I cr put the trestle base together, uh, and then I had my wife come out. And we picked it up, turned, flipped it upside down onto the you know the underside of the uh, the tabletop, which was upside down, and uh, and got it all attached, the bracing and everything, and uh, you know um, let that the the glue dry and everything, and then. Uh, I had to have uh, four guys come over one night to help flip this table um, right side up, and uh, and then it was just a matter of the sanding and getting the uh, the finish put on, and uh, it, it feels so good. We we did a um, it's just Minwax brand, but it's a polycrylic clear. And, and that's what we did for the finish. We probably did about five or six coats of this polycrylic finish on the table. Uh, it turned out beautiful. And, and for those who can't see, and I, to be honest with you, um, I struggle a little bit to really grasp some of this. Because, you know, growing up, I, I, I knew what different types of wood looked like, wood grain, you know, a little bit. I mean, I wasn't just, you know, I couldn't just necessarily look at some, oh, yeah, that's what kind of wood it is necessarily. And there were some things that were ob more obvious than others. But this walnut, not only does it have this real pretty, real dark chocolate and brown, as it's being described to me, but there's a few little places where there's this white vein that runs through and on the breadboard ends and on kind of towards the the ends uh, along the side there's this blue coloring to the wood as well 
I have a hard time grasping that, you know, um, not being able to see it. But, it, it, you know, I've had several people pointed out how beautiful the, and the coloring of this wood is. And uh, but the most important thing, my wife loves it. That, that's the most important thing. My wife loves their table and um, it, it it's awesome. It just it turned out great. And so um, I, I'm just so pleased with it. It was really I bit off more than I could chew. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. It it, it turned out well. Things are great with the table, but I'm gonna go back to some smaller projects for right now. That that was that was a lot. That was that was a lot. So, um, so anyway, we uh, we got some more recipe boxes made. We made a few other little small. Um, boxes for some friends and some friends of our uh, our daughters and I got some other things made and um, so that was nice you knocked out a few other things in the shop and really it's been a matter of getting things cleaned up and reorganized we've done a lot of that in the shop um, over the past couple of weeks several weeks uh, rearranging things um, you know I mentioned the CNC machine it's it's unboxed. It's on its uh, its table, and um, you know, working on uh, learning. You know, all of that. My wife is working on learning all of that. But um, there's some other things that we've gotten that have been really cool and and really nice uh, additions to the shop, and one of which has been a sander, and it's been the 3M sander, and and I tell you. Uh, th this 3M sander, it's not uh, the uh, pneumatic. This is just an electric sander. It plugs in. It's not battery, uh, but it's the 5-inch orbital sander. And uh, for Christmas, got this, uh, uh, my wife, this uh, sander with the 3M extract dust extractor as well, which is really cool because it, they all plug in, they all connect together. And when you turn on the sander, the, uh, the dust extractor comes on. When the sander's turned off, the dust extractor goes off. It, it just, it works seamlessly together. It's awesome. Uh, the hose connects directly to the 3M sander. And uh, I had some pictures um, back when I first got the 3M sander when we were working on the tabletop. And I actually had someone on Instagram messaged me and asking me about how I had that uh, connection, that hose connected to that 3M sander uh, because they had the 3M extract and they couldn't figure out how to get the hose connected. And, uh, and I understand why, but the, the picture that they were asking about, I was actually using a different, uh, just a, a Craftsman brand shop vac 16 gallon which was working fine. I had to get a couple of adapters and, and, you know, to get it all connected. But with that 3M extract, uh, dust extractor, what was kind of interesting about that is at the end of the hose that it came with, uh, you actually had to unscrew uh, because it threads onto the hose itself. You had to un, uh, unthread or unscrew that end uh, off that hose that came with the extractor. And then uh, on the dust port of the 3M sander itself, it, it rotates and that hose kind of slides right in and then that uh, it just threads right on directly to the sander. 
um, and connects directly to it. So it, it works out really well. And uh, it, it's just a nice system, a nice setup. And wow, I, I mean, not only is the sanding so much, I mean, I was able to sand so much, so much faster. I'm really impressed with this 3M sander. And, you know, not that I have a lot of experience with sanders, but uh, but this one definitely was was awesome uh, and better than the the cordless orbital sanders have been using, um, you know, which still work great and, and do a, a fine job. But, man, this made short work out of such a huge project. And the dust with that extractor connected, I mean, it was – I'm still just kind of shocked at, at how much dust it collected and, and left so little, um, you know, on the project and in the shop. It, that, that worked out really well. That was super nice. Um, and so I, I really love that, that combination. But even without the dust extractor by 3M – the the 3M sander is is it in and of itself was worth it. Um, you know you can connect any um, any uh, you know shop back or you know uh, you know the type dust extractor if you want to it, and it works great. Uh, but I mean just as a sander, uh, it was it was phenomenal. I absolutely love it. Uh, there's a YouTuber that I I saw that. Um, I think there were two YouTubers. The first one that I saw that really got me to look into that particular one was uh, 731 Woodworks down out of Arkansas. And Matt with 731 Woodworks, um, he, you know, has some videos on that. And, and uh, I you know, so I started looking into it. And then I think Stumpy Nubs, which is another YouTuber, um, uh, had a few things on the 3M Extract Sander. Uh, as well. And so, um, so I decided that that's the way we were going to go, uh, in the shop and, and man, I'm so glad we did. So glad we did. Uh, it really worked out well. We got some other things in the shop, some other things we've, we've been making some jigs, um, for, uh, the next time we need to do some ripping of, uh, boards with the live edges and get a straight edge off of that. So we've, uh, we've got the stuff, Actually, my wife got me a few things to make jigs uh, for Christmas when it comes to those types of things, which have been working awesome. We've used them a couple of times, used them to uh, rip the um, <clears throat> the uh, wood that we used for the legs of the table uh, because they had live edge on those, but we needed them straight. And so, um, you know, so that those jigs worked really well. We're gonna, I'm going to talk about that probably in some future episodes in making those jigs, what we use to make those jigs, and um, and just how well uh, they work, so they they really are um, you know uh, very handy uh, for several things. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about um, some of those things that we've we've uh, been adding to the shop and uh, some more projects we've got. We've got uh, a project coming up of making a game board. A friend of mine wants to make a cribbage board. I have no idea what cribbage is. I've never played it. Um, and when he first, you know, mentioned to me once, you know, would, would wants to make a cribbage board. Uh, I asked my wife. I said, "Do you know what a cribbage board is?" And she said, "I don't know. Is it like a Ouija board?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's not like a Ouija board." Oh my goodness! So, 
uh, got a kick out of that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's this this game board. It's a card game apparently, but you have this board with little um, uh, pegs that you can move, and you can. Uh, it I, we'll see. Well, I'm we're gonna we're gonna uh, get together and work on that and see what we can come up with. And um, so so that's one of the projects we've got down the line that we're going to be working on. So I'm excited about that. And so we'll, we'll see, um, you know, I'm adding a few things to my repertoire of, uh, of projects. Uh, but that's definitely one that I'm, I'm, uh, uh, interested to see how it turns out. Uh, actually got a piece of maple, went to the Springfield, uh, area woodworkers guild meeting, finally made it to one. Uh, super nice guys, really enjoyed it. They had some little bit of show and tell with some projects they've been working on and things that uh, guys there have made. And I just uh, realize how much I don't know, realize how much I have to learn and just some of the, the, the things that you can do. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just, it, some of these guys are so creative. Um, really got my mind working and rolling and on on things. Um, but what was really cool is there's a guy there that uh, I guess mills up lumber and he brought in this huge slab that they drew from all the attendees uh, um, a name to win this slab and my name was drawn. And so I got this slab of maple with a live edge all the way around it. And again, they, they described this maple and I don't know, I, I never absolutely never remember wood having blue colors to it. Um, you know, so when they're telling me about this, uh, walnut that I made the table having this blue in it, I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm just, I just don't get it. Well, this maple has some, some blue coloring within the grain as well in certain areas. And I guess it has something to do with maybe some, you know, bugs or something that were, may have been in the wood. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't know all these things. They were trying to explain it to me. It was way over my head, but it's apparently just a beautiful piece of wood. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's, what, that's uh, I think what we're actually going to use. And we'll do a few test boards and, and uh, you know, with making this cribbage game. But I think that's what we're going to use to make the final piece uh, or game board. Um, so we'll see. I'll keep you all updated on that. But that was really cool. Enjoyed going to that meeting. Looking forward to more meetings. Uh, and uh, I actually think they're going to start meeting at Grizzly Industrials uh, showroom here in Springfield which is awesome, you know, being able to go and meet at uh, Grizzly Industrials showroom um, once a month, you know, as a, a woodworking group um, at a, an awesome woodworking store. So, uh, so that's really cool. Um, looking forward to that coming up in February, and uh, yeah, so there's so there's a lot happening in uh, in my world of woodworking, and so um, like I said, some more projects that we have coming up that I you know excited to get done and get, you know, well, get started on and, and of course to get done. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. So glad that we're, we're underway with season three of the blind grilling experience podcast. And, um, you know, the, this will be the first full 
season that we have, the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop Edition going as well. Uh, it, but uh, a lot of folks have been emailing. I mentioned that on Monday's uh, episode. And uh, they, you know, there's a lot of questions about grilling and, and things along those lines. But there's a few that are like, yeah, I really enjoy the, the woodworking stuff too. Some of them, you know, don't, you know, they don't, uh, they don't do woodworking, but they enjoy the podcast. And I just really appreciate the encouragement that you guys are giving and, uh, you know, looking forward to doing some more projects uh, and bringing you guys along on this, uh, this journey with me because, um, it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, it was funny. We had this uh, a young lady had to go uh, come to the house the other night. Well, I guess it was it, probably during the day uh, to use our printer. And um, I was in the garage, and so she knocked on the garage door and opened up the garage door, and you know told me she was there and she was going in to use the 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 printer and um, and uh, and then she, when she left she you know, came out in the garage, uh, opened up the door and, you know, told me she was leaving. Well, this morning at church, they were laughing because I don't turn lights on. And so here I am, I was actually working on, um, some box joints on some pieces of wood on the router table. And, you know, here, you know, she can hear me working. She hears the machine. She opens up the door and she's like, uh, hello. <laughs> and so, so we talk, I didn't think nothing of it, but apparently they were laughing today and, and, uh, or yeah, on Sunday at church and, and talking about, um, you know, uh, how she thought it was just kind of hilarious and, and just odd, you know, she opens up the garage and, and there's absolutely no light, it's completely dark. And here I am working, um, with these, uh, with these machines and tools. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. And, uh, uh, well, you know, Hey, I, they wouldn't do me any good if they were on. Right. So, um, so that's all right. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm really enjoying it. And, uh, you know, I, I've got some things I'm going to work on. I think we mentioned before some pizza peels. I'm actually going to work on some handles for some other grilling tools as well. Um, so, uh, we'll see. Yeah, like I said, I'll keep you all updated on all that as well. But hey, we're underway. Season three. Shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, maybe we got some more updates that we'll be giving about maybe uh, a website or maybe some things uh, we might be selling or who knows. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Share it out with all your friends. Let them know about the BGE podcast. And of course, not only Monday's editions, but Friday's editions as well. Until next time, folks, remember, do your best to cut straight.